Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 29. You've been taught to fit in a box, to get the right answers, to, you know, to really study and go about problem solving in a specific way. Now you need to unlearn that and figure out how to stand out and where you show up the best. You're listening to the Aim a Little Higher podcast, helping you stand out in a crowded world. And now, introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Peter Jones National Entrepreneur of the Year, and professional branding coach, Kamal Hyman. Welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It's your boy Kamal Hyman here, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. Today's guest walked away from doing marketing strategy at Microsoft in 2012 after a successful 16-year corporate career. Now, she helps entrepreneurs go from the best-kept secret around to a sold-out success with a customized visibility strategy to attract new clients and grow their business. It's the one and only Michelle Evans. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kamal. It's my absolute pleasure, and it's awesome to have you all the way from the USA. I know. We were just talking before the show. I'm eight hours behind you, so it's like we're almost different days. (laughs) literally and it's i do love technology in moments like this where we can literally connect overseas and hear the lessons from your story and help the students and and young adults from the uk it's amazing yeah absolutely well i love the uk i've been there so many times so when i worked for microsoft i came over quite a bit also what was your favorite attraction well i have to say um so i spent a good chunk of time there Let's see, in 2005, I guess, um, just kind of bebopping around all over the place. But uh, when I would go over there for work, I would go to the airport, then go out to Reading, then go back to the airport and fly out. So wow. um, I didn't get to really see a lot of attractions when I was working there. I get, did you get to go to a Nando's? No. Oh, next time you come, you've got to get a cheeky Nando's. Okay. As we call okay. it over here. Just say, guys, I need to get a cheeky Nando's. <laughs> where do I go? You'll be taken yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm up for it. Sounds fun. Awesome. It's it's a it's a very popular uh, chicken shop. Well, chicken-based restaurant. Oh, okay, great. It's pretty awesome over here. So, <laughs> like I say, welcome to the show. And what amazes me about your story is kind of after 16 years at Microsoft, you know, arguably one of the biggest companies in the world, you left to start your own business like how how did that decision come around yeah i actually only worked five years at microsoft i also worked at a dot-com and i did a long time in banking um but for after 16 years of working in corporate jobs i left and i have to say i went to business school when i was at university and i really wanted to have my own business like that's why i went to business school but i couldn't really see how I could do it because it seemed like to start a business, you had to have tons of money. You had to have a lot of know-how. And I was just like, ah, it's just easier to get a job and figure it out later. Okay. But the problem was is that I got sucked into this corporate gig and I just kept going up, up, up the ladder. And, you know, by the time I was 28, I was a vice president of marketing and investor relations at a 
bank, a wow. really big bank here in, in the States. And then, you know, I got recruited away to a dot com where I was heading up stuff. And then I got recruited away to Microsoft and I just got golden handcuffs. And I know, you know, some of your listeners might be saying, God, that sounds like a dream. But the <laughs> honest truth is when you have these entrepreneurial longings and you get sucked into the corporate world, it's actually kind of hard. I don't know if you've if you had that, but yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I've told listeners before I'm sure about how first off I thought let me just get a job, and luckily I didn't get too deep into it because I know what you mean with the golden handcuffs. Once you get paid a certain amount, it supports your lifestyle. It's so hard to leave. Like I got caught early, I got asked to pick up some poo uh, <laughs> while working at my local bowling alley, and at oh. that moment I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go back to the entrepreneurial route. <laughs> I'm so, done. Yeah. <laughs> so I got caught. This is early. my sign. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. But I I completely understand how you you kind of got into it, had those handcuffs, and it and it continued. Yeah, because um, I mean, one of the ways that the handcuffs get tighter is that they give you stock options that vest over five years, or not options. They give you grants, so you get you know a piece of your grant in a year and a piece of your grant in two years. And so uh, over time, these things build up. And when I left Microsoft, I left hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stock that I was having to walk away from, which are basically bonuses that they dangle as carrots in front of you to keep you there. Wow. And, um, and I'm really thankful for my time there. Like I'm not upset that I did any of it, but when you asked me, like, what was that breaking point? So for you, it was having to pick up poo. <laughs> for me, <laughs> it was after I had my last child. So he was born in the middle of June, and the fiscal year for Microsoft ends at the end of June. So I missed, like, two weeks of work in the fiscal year. And I won this huge global award for marketing excellence. And I went in on my maternity leave, and I had – lunch with the chief marketing officer. And then I went to see my boss to get my review, expecting a great review, of course, because I won this huge award. Yeah. And I did get a good review and I got a great bonus and all that stuff. But my boss looked at me and said, Michelle, I'm going to let you know that you got this great review and this award this year. But next year, the most I'm giving you is the middle of the road because you're missing so much time for maternity leave. Oh, my gosh. And I, first of all, it's illegal to do that in the yeah. United States. But the thing is, is that you have to like prove that that's the reason that they do it. Right. And so that's tough to do. And I looked at him and I was like, this is the sign that like, this is my poo moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sign that I've been waiting for because I like those, those desires to get out there and do my own thing had been getting stronger and stronger, but I kept justifying it with my paycheck and my bonuses and my benefits and all this stuff. And, um, and I had started going through coach school. I had started doing all these other things, but I never was taking action to make my business a reality until that moment. And I literally went home that night and opened my business. Wow. And I was like, you know, I'd been dragging my feet for probably three years, thinking about it, talking about it, dreaming about it. And suddenly I was just like, and that's it. I'm doing it. Now, I didn't leave my job. So that was in August. I didn't leave my job until January um, because I needed some time to get things sorted out and all that kind of stuff. Still, that's five months. That's amazing. From from deciding <laughs> to leave to business set up yeah. and I'm leaving my job. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm 
Um, I was really lucky. So I know the, the, the topic that you really focused on is personal brand. Well, I created such a strong network and such a strong personal brand that I just started reaching out to people and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving my job. It's kind of hush hush right now, but I'm going to be leaving in January. Do you have any projects? And from that, because of my reputation and because, you know, people liked working with me, um, I stepped out of my job and I stepped into consulting and I replaced my income right away. And for a lot of people, when they go out into the entrepreneurial world, there's a big ramp up time to get business and stuff. And I replaced a six figure income with a six figure consulting gig right away. Wow. And that's the really the power of personal branding. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think that speaks volumes that because of your personal brand, you could walk away from six figures to start on your own six figures. And yeah. That, wow. Yeah. I think, and I won't say it's easy. Like, I do not want to paint the picture that being an entrepreneur is all like stepping into big money. Because the truth is, I had those contracts that only went for a certain period of time. And then I had to hustle to find more, more work. But yeah. But that really is the power of creating a personal brand that people are like, you know, I know Michelle, I know what she's capable of, I know what she's all about. I'm gonna happily hire her or recommend her. Powerful. And while we're on a subject, what does personal branding mean to you and why does it matter? So uh, let me start with why it matters. It matters because if you show up and you are no more than a job title, you are so easily replaceable. Mm. So easily replaceable. You are a commodity if all you identify with is a job title. When you have, when you're really clear about what you're amazing at, what you're not amazing at, and where you add the most business value, there are so many opportunities for you. So many. Because employers and business partners and clients, they want to know that you are all in on this work that you're doing. They want to hire somebody who loves whatever it is that you're good at. They don't want to hire somebody who's just showing up for a paycheck. And the truth is, like, you know, I got at 26, I was hired as a director of marketing and investor relations at a, at a bank. I was just a few years out of college. And I'm making a ton of money and all my peers are in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s. Wow. So I'm on the senior leadership team at a bank. And it's because I love marketing. I made a huge name for myself and I went out of my way to speak and to share wins that I had had so that people knew not only was I loving this, but I was really good at it and I could drive results. Powerful. And that's, I mean, that's not everybody's personal brand, but that was mine. And, um, and I didn't know that it was called that at that time. <laughs> it was a number of years ago. But as I got further and further into my career, I just got clearer and clearer on what I loved and what I could really do well and what I really, really sucked at. And I was super clear on that. And I would be really clear with my managers. And people love that. I remember early on in my career when they would say, you know, tell us about your strengths. And I'd give, you know, just kind of pat answers or whatever. And then they get to, well, what are your weaknesses? And I just never had great examples. And so I was kind of meh, like forgettable, yeah. vanilla, you know, just gave, gave this pat answers. But when I got really clear and I could speak really clearly on 
what I really hated <laughs> um, and, and just say, and here's how I work around that. And here's where I could get, add the most value. And let me give you some numbers and some examples. People were like, all right, this, she knows what she's all about. And it just gives you a whole different level to negotiate salary, to negotiate what your job is. Like everything's negotiable. That's so refreshing because often you hear, find out what your strengths are, figure out your weaknesses and keep working on your weaknesses until they become your screw strengths. That. Uh -uh, <laughs> screw that. No, do not work on your weaknesses. In fact, there's a really good book. It's super inexpensive. It's called Strength Finders 2.0. It's, it's actually one that we used at Microsoft quite a lot, but Strength Finders 2.0, it's very inexpensive. In the back of the book, there's a little rip out code and you can go online and take an assessment to get your top five strengths. The premise of the book is if you spend, you know, 20% more time working on a strength area, you're going to just catapult over everybody. But if you take that same 20% of time and work on a weakness, you might move up one or two points, but the honest to God truth is it's still a weakness. So forget that. You're not in school anymore when you're in the <laughs> workforce. They want people who really love and are good at specific things. And I've seen so many people fail when they try to overcome weaknesses versus me and, and tons of other people. I mean, I have lots of people in my network where we focus on our strengths and it just propels you forward. Oh, I love that. It sounds more exciting as well. Like, mm. let's all just get, let's just focus on our strengths and there's a weakness. Let's just find someone to cover that weakness and, and let's run forward. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. I mean, you have to be mature enough to say, yeah, I'm really not great at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and own up and say, I might need to do it for a bit, but let's find a contingency plan because I can add so much more value over here. Um, so I'm not saying I never had to do anything that was in my weakness area, but I was always really clear. Like if you, if you take this off my plate, I can give you so much more here and drive the business forward so much faster. And that is music to any business owner's ears. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, we're going to quickly go into the rapid round where I'm going to ask some random questions. You just answer them as honestly as possible. Okay. Awesome. So what time do you wake up? Um, I wake up about 5am. Okay. What's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day? Um, okay. Well, let me preface that by saying I have young children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is assuming that no young child is in my bed and I'm trying to sneak around. <laughs> but um, actually the day before, before I go to bed or at the end of my day, I write down the one to two things that I need to get done to move my business forward the next day. And in the morning, I usually just get centered on, yeah, I need to make that call or I need to do that thing. So I usually have one or two big things that I need to accomplish each day. Nice. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? I don't know, probably a dolphin. I oh, love wow. how happy and how they stay in their family pods and they just have so much joy. Nice. I love that. We haven't had that answer before. We went swimming with dolphins last January. It was so fun. Oh, isn't it amazing? I got to do it in Cancun and I remember the dolphin was called Ricardo and he went so fast, my swimming trunks fell down. So. <laughs> We were in Hawaii and we took a charter boat out with a marine biologist who, because uh, I have a daughter who's obsessed with dolphins, but she, uh, they took us out into their natural habitat. So it wasn't like a. Oh, that's swim. even better. And so we got in the, in the water and um, I don't, there were probably 60 to 70 dolphins. Oh it was goodness. incredible. 
Yeah, it was incredible. So, wow, that's going on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hawaii. Amazing. What's your favorite dessert? Oh God, anything chocolate. <laughs> Chocoholic. <laughs> yes. I completely understand. Name one thing you couldn't go without. The internet. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I couldn't live without it now. I do my, I mean, we're talking for free over Skype right now. Literally, like, for us to do um, this, I would have had to yeah. buy a ticket, come over to America, arrange hotels and everything. Yeah, literally, it's crazy. You're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Oh, God, I would go to the bathroom and hide in the stall. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear You're me You're like, that's sing. one of my weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, no. That would, that would require, like, so much alcohol that you probably couldn't even understand what I was saying. <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm told it's one of my weaknesses, but I keep on singing. I but keep you on still singing. do it. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Tell us something most people don't know about you. Something that most people don't know. Oh, here you go. So I, I was born in the 70s and the Beatles song, Michelle, was super popular before I was born. So there's like a bazillion Michelles who are my age. So when I was in kindergarten, I decided I did not like to be one of so many. And I decided that my name was now Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How long did that last for? That's awesome. Oh, all the way through school uh, until I went to college. And then I got tired of saying my real name's Michelle, but I go by Shelly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love, <laughs> I love that. You're making your personal brand right from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't want to be part of, I, I don't know, there were probably four or five Michelles in my class. I was not about to be part of that crowd. Love it. And finally, what's your biggest distraction? Um, Probably my kids. <laughs> I get that. I get that. So I have a 13, 8 and 4 year old and there's just a lot of activities going on. So they take a lot of mind space. Yeah, I completely understand. I completely understand. So we're going to go on to the lesson. And as you know, we teach the four steps to build a personal brand, discover, design, build and present. Which section have you chosen and what's the lesson? Yeah, I think probably between discover and design. So again, I'm not going to fit into your box. But, you know, a lot of times. So when I was at Microsoft, one of the programs that I led was uh, the Microsoft Marketing Academy. And as a part of that, I had a program for new MBA and college hires. And we spent a lot of time on personal brand in there, developing your personal brand, standing out, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when you say, hey, come on, what's your personal brand? That can be really overwhelming. Yeah. If you've never thought about it and you're like, where do I even start? I don't know. I just want to work, you know. And so I, this whole dis discover and, and really design what it is you want to be that's really in line with you and trusting that there's work for you and all that kind of stuff is so critical um, to get it right up front. And so I usually recommend a few things to people who are like, I don't even know where to start. Like I've always been a good student. I've always done this, that, or the other thing. Now you're asking me to be different and I don't know where to start. And I was like this too. Um, and so Simon Sinek has an amazing Ted talk and it's called start with why. And he just goes through why understanding your why, and he talks about it from a company perspective, but you can put it to you as well. 
why understanding your why and what drives you and what gives you energy is so critical. It's much more critical than what you do. And so I always recommend people watch that. It's free and it's, I don't know, 16 or 17 minutes long. It's not even that long. I've watched it. It's a very powerful video. So I second yeah. that completely. Yeah. And it's really, I, I don't even know how many times. So I've seen him in person. I've seen the TED Talk. I don't know, probably close to 50 times at this point. And I always get another little nugget about it um, because having that why and continuing to refocus there is really important. And then there's two other things that I usually recommend to people as they're really designing, okay, what is my personal brand all about? Strength Finders 2.0, which I already talked about, is one of them. And then their uh, Sally Hogshead uh, is a social psychologist, and she developed this personality assessment that isn't like all the personality assessments out there. So I've taken a gazillion of them over my corporate time. Um, and usually they really focus on here's your strengths, here's your weaknesses, blah, 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 blah. But sh- her whole premise kind of flips that on its ear. And it says, you don't, you don't have to learn how to be fascinating. You have to unlearn how to be boring. Oh, I like and, that. And yeah, and, and the assessment's not expensive at all, especially for you guys in the UK, because your uh, currency is worth so much more than ours. But <laughs> in the US, I think it's like $40. So for you, it's probably like, 15 pounds. (laughs) I don't know what the actual cost would be for you, but, but this whole premise of you've been taught, especially through school, you've been taught to fit in a box, to get the right answers, to, you know, to really study and go about problem solving in a specific way. Now you need to unlearn that and figure out how to stand out and where you show up the best. And I love this assessment. I use it to this day with all my clients. It is such a good assessment because it's not saying, come on, here's what you need to work on because these are your weaknesses. It's saying, screw the weaknesses. Here's what people want more from you. Here's where you show up best. And it's re- and then she has some little uh, free videos that come along with it that teach you about yourself. Um, but she has this whole process that helps you get closer to what your personal brand is all about. I love and, that. Yeah. And some of her, like in it, I'm the architect. Um, there's the rock star. There's like all these different, she has fun names for all sorts of things, but it's, a, it's how you approach your work situation and what people want more from you. And it just helps you frame up the kinds of work that you would do best and how you can talk about what makes you shine and what makes you special in a different way than maybe with Myers-Briggs or whatever people are using mostly these days. Yeah, yeah. No, I I really love the refreshing approach. And, and I said it earlier, but it's so refreshing to hear someone say, actually, let's stop going on about I'm weak in this, I'm weak in this, and doing all these personality tests that tell us that and go into a slightly different direction and just say, hey, why are you here? You know, why do you do what you do? What excites you? What drives you? What are you passionate about? Let's start right there and then build from there. And the whole time building on your strengths. And when we're talking about your weaknesses, not to disregard them, but cover them. Because earlier you mentioned, you know, I'm weak in this, but I can get around that by doing this. And that's just such a refreshing approach that I think will hit home with a lot of the listeners. 
Yeah, I mean, going through school, you do have to work on your weaknesses because you need to get good grades, right? You need yes, to the foundation pass group. your exams. Yeah. But once you're through that, forget it. Like the life is way too short and time will go way too fast to do work that you hate <laughs> and that makes you feel crappy. Forget it. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that. And it's that's an absolutely amazing lesson. How can our audience now, if there were kind of three steps that they could take from hearing our, our interview right now, putting the interview down, what are the next three things that they should do in order to kind of implement this lesson into their own lives? Well, so I would highly recommend getting those resources, taking those assessments and really diving into who you are. I also, especially if you haven't done a lot of professional work or you're thinking about different professions, there is nothing as valuable as finding a mentor who does that work and going and shadowing them for a day. So I, I don't think I told you this, but when I graduated from college, I was actually going to go, uh, I was accepted to a couple of really great uh, post-college programs. I was going to become a business attorney. Okay. So I was going to get an MBA and a Juris Doctorate at the same time. And I was accepted and all that stuff. And I said, well, before I spend all this money, because it was like $300,000, I said, I should probably like, I don't know, go find an attorney and see what it's really like before I invest this much money. Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I went and and I was lucky enough to find somebody who let me come um, with her for a whole week. And after that week, I knew without a doubt that that was not the career path for me in any way, shape or form, because I thought I would have to poke my eyeballs out if I had to look at contracts all day long. Yeah. And uh, and I was just so thankful that I did that. And, you know, if you haven't done that, if you're thinking, well, I want to go to university and study this or you're through university and you're thinking, okay, I want to go do these things. Find somebody, find an alumni, find somebody, you know, through your parents or whatever, who does that kind of work and talk to them, see what skills are needed, see what experience is needed, see if you can, you know, follow them around for a day and and learn more real world. What the heck is this all about? Because that'll help you frame up, okay, is this for me or is this not? And, And when you take in strength finders and how to fascinate along with that, you can say, and, and where could I stand out? Where could I add value? Yeah. So that's after you do the interview. That's what I would say is say, you know, be really, you know, listen to your gut. <laughs> listen to like, are you feeling like this is the place for you? Or are you feeling like, oh, my God, I think I will have to poke my eyes out if I have to do this all day long. Um, um, and and don't do it if it is. <laughs> yeah. And don't be scared to make that decision. Say, actually, this isn't for me. Yeah, Absolutely. Powerful that stuff. happens to a lot of people, but a lot of times they don't trust themselves until they're 30 or 35 and then they have to start over. Right. So rather than doing the right thing or, or the, not the right thing, but the thing that their heart actually wants to do, the thing they're actually passionate about at 20, they kind of say, OK, let me just take it because I might not get another job. Yeah, get stuck exactly. in it until something happens that yeah. brings them out of the situation. And what, what's even more scary is for the people where there's no poo incident, where there's no you know, unfair, unfair treatment from your boss due to maternity leave and you stay in it forever. And hate it. Yeah, that's the one that scares me even more. So I think that's such a powerful lesson that people could learn at this young age we're at right now. We'll live a much more fulfilled and ultimately more fun life. 
Absolutely. And we live in a time when there is opportunity everywhere. As long as you're clear on what it is you want to do, there is opportunity everywhere. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. We live in the the information age where you all you need now is a laptop and a webcam. <laughs> yeah. And you can start. You don't even need internet. You just go to whatever, <laughs> the local coffee shop. This is it. Go down to Costa, down to Starbucks, you know, and set up your laptop. And it's honestly that simple. I, I've started numerous random projects online because I wanted to make some money for, for specific things. So 100% start building that personal brand right now start thinking what are my strengths what's my why please go and do the exercises that michelle has pointed out because they sound valuable in fact i'm definitely doing the last one you spoke about oh good yeah that sounds let let me when you do it let me know what you are because i'm always interested what people are yeah no that sounds awesome i'm 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 aiming for rockstar (laughs) that sounded cool (laughs) that sounded cool but no i'm definitely going to check it out and I normally ask what benefits can result for our audience, but I think you've made it crystal clear. I think your story is a living example of what happens when your personal brand is strong. You're able to move through multiple jobs within the corporate world. You're able to decide the corporate world wasn't for you and leave and start your own business. But because that personal brand was so strong and you built such a name for yourself, you were able to do that within the space of five months. And I just think that speaks so much more volume than are sitting here and saying, well, here's one of the benefits, here's one of the benefits. So yeah, thank you so much for letting us into your life and seeing the real life example. Yeah, and here's the thing, like I'm not special. I'm not the most brilliant person around. If I can do it, I'm positive any of your listeners can do it as long as they want to. Beautiful, beautiful. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. It's been my absolute honor to have you on the show. Before we let you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you? You know, for your list, I mean, I have a website. It's michellelevans.com. But for your listeners, you know, I have a huge LinkedIn database too. And if any of them want to reach out to me and connect on LinkedIn, I am very happy to connect there. It's michellelevans425 because, of course, there's so many Michelle Evans <laughs> out there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time and ladies and gentlemen you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens and you spent time with the true eagle michelle evans and myself kamal hyman please continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time peace thank you so much for listening to this episode i know you got so much value out of it and you're probably sat there thinking you know what i want to build my personal brand and i know it can seem daunting at first i mean where do you start let me help you just below this podcast player you'll see a big button that says join the aim a little higher tribe join get signed up and i'm going to send over to you a crash course in how to build your personal brand let's start this journey to help you stand out in this crowded world peace